if it rains again tonight, I can see light years ahead. I forget the name of it. We haven't had much rain lately. All right. Uh, so we're done. It's over. Yep. Uh, and we got to figure out what we're doing next, right? Yes. So I got your message about the Rasmussen thing, John's whole deal. Yeah, I'm still a little bit. Um, I'm I'm still a little bit confused on that whole end. Pretty much John's whole end. <laughs> I'm pretty much still confused on, to be totally honest with you. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the, the truth is, uh, Carl has not been around lately. Uh, so I, John sort of has been off on his own. I don't even know if John's still going to want to do the project with us or not. Um, he, he got a little funky toward the end there. So I sent mm-hmm. a message to Carl and... Uh, he's, I think, he, he's sort of like, it's not, there's nothing mysterious or whatever about this. The man just, um, I don't, I, I think he's retired, I don't know, but he has free time and he'll just go off on these research trips and he could be gone like off the grid for a month or two. And I, I'm pretty sure that's what's going on right now. But this is the long way of saying that um, I think a lot of our questions right now sort of rest with him. And with what he uncovered with this whole uh, College Park situation. Hmm. Sounds kind of like a dream situation for you. Uh, Just go off. (laughs) Yes. Scholar in the wilderness. (laughs) Oh, for you to be him, yeah. He's more yeah. like a journalist, I think, than a scholar uh, in his way. He's he. I don't know. I don't know what he is. He's a one of the. He's an. What are you journaling in the? He's an okay. amateur yeah. investigator. Let's say that. All right. All right. So, uh, did you get on the Vioca archive to read his his last post that John mentioned? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Again, I'm a little bit. All right. <laughs> A little bit lost in all of the things that John was sending us and talking about. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and read it out, and uh, then we can talk about it afterwards. Yeah? Cool. Yeah. On the use of rocks in cross-dimensional travel, T. Carl Rasmussen. Okay, this is what he says. I have recently uncovered the identities of the male and female couple at the center of the College Park doppelganger incident from fall 1997. Do you remember this? Uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's been a it's been I a know, while, little bit, but yeah. So the McFarland stuff, we well and truly explored everything there is to say about that, but this sort of like just sprung up as we were getting near the end of the project. Yeah, I don't remember this. The College Park connection so much. I'll just tell you what how he summarized it. It's easier. He says the pair were seen by a fellow student together with him in a dormitory and outside the room walking naked across the street. So basically there's this, oh. you know, there's this couple, male and female, in a room with the person who gives us this story. And he sees them in the room with him and he also sees them outside of the room. Presumably they're wearing clothes in the room but they're naked walking on the street outside. Female's name is Autumn Tremond. Uh, he says uh, she is of particular interest uh, for the volume she had bound and shelved exclusively at the McKeldin Library at the University of Maryland. The book amounts to a kind of guidebook or grimoire for the various activities she engaged in along with her boyfriend, Gregory Vandermeer, also a select group of friends. 
Wait, 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 wait. So she she made her own kind of grimoire situation and then just put it in the stuck library? Stuck it on the shelf. Is that what yes, you're saying? she just stuck it on oh, the shelf. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't get it into the... The library system. Uh, I don't. <laughs> Should just put it on there. So we, we did track it down. Uh, we know where it is. Oh y- y- wow! Yeah. Okay. Um, so I I don't. <laughs> she she shelved it in a way that we were able to locate it. Let's say that it was in um, among books of of a similar nature. Anyway. Hmm. Um, Rasmussen says, I plan to publish a short series of articles on the revelations divulged in this manuscript, but I want to focus today on the implications of one of Tremont's theories on the Carlisle sisters and the New Hope sound demon. We're not going to worry about that because we we got the co- we got it ourselves. We have this book, or we have a photocopy anyway. I uh, talked to a librarian there, and they basically scanned it for us. Um, I guess it was loose Shit. pages in one of those... Um, I don't know if you've ever seen these, but some of the old books are kept in these gray like boxes on the shelves, and uh, yeah. yeah, they they scanned it over to us. So huh. he says in a chapter on water portals, Tremond argues that rocks containing traces of copper and iron can be used as a prop when opening a door between this dimension and a second dimension inhabited by an entity that she simply called the beings. Sound familiar? Yeah, definitely. A lingering mystery from Alexander McFarlane's investigation into the New Hope Sound Demon is the role of the rocks gathered by Teresa Carlyle on the back patio of her mother's home. In one of her recorded interviews with McFarlane in September 1985, Teresa seems particularly concerned about a brief drought that lasted through a portion of the fall. Do you remember that at the very end of her clip, she says it hasn't rained in a while? I think that's what he's referring to. He's always inflating, like exaggerating the importance of some of these things, but... Anyhow, that's neither here nor there. Sorry, Carl. Uh, so, for Tremond, uh, the girl who wrote the, the grimoire, rain and electricity are tools to open a gateway, and the rocks are only effective after the fact to, avoid, uh, to afford sufficient time for commerce with the, and he puts this in quotes, beings from the other place. I assume that's what she's going to call them in the book. I, I gotta be honest, I haven't looked at it yet. I mean, I looked at the table of contents like I I glanced, but uh, this suggests that Teresa's mysterious collection of three very specially selected rocks was gathered for the purpose of propping a gate, presumably so that she might pass through it. He's talking about Teresa here. Teresa Carlisle in 1985. This is where he gets a, a little funky, so I guess warning. We must keep in mind that Teresa believed that a second self or doppelganger was responsible for the events on the football field at the New Hope Salisbury High School on the 20th of August, 1985. We must also keep in mind that Teresa had not been seen or heard from since her high school graduation in May of 1986. So we'll follow him on the doppelganger thing, right? Feels to me like that's what we ended up with after all our time with the actors. Yeah. Okay, but now here's what he, (laughs) again. I've warned you. A natural question emerges from these events. Has Teresa Carlyle departed for another dimension? Does she currently reside there, meaning in that dimension? Or has an exchange with this alternate dimension precipitated an unreported death or choice to disappear and start a second life? None? You got, you got me? Yeah. 
None of the choices we make when we are 18, oh, he's, he's editorializing here, he says, none of the choices we make when we are 18 should have such lasting consequences on our lives, but as my readers surely know, they all too often do. Thanks, Carl. Not that big of a impact. <laughs> Not some a doppelganger impact, but sure. So that's, I mean, that's really where we're at. Um, I, I think that the, his his piece there, his little editorial, really um, brings us up to the moment. Because uh, that's, that's where our research has stopped. Um, we agree that there is some kind of doppelganger effect. It, we agree that the... Uh, do we agree, right, that the actors seem to be visiting some consistent other space, either in their minds or otherwise? Does that sound right? Yeah. And and now we're going to get our hands on this this book, this uh, grimoire from this girl who seems to have successfully done what the actors I think were working toward. I'm actually really eager to like hear more about the book because I I still have some I don't know some of it I'm still not exactly sold on so I, you know yeah, I... this feels like it might be a little bit more of the support I need to kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's not proof positive. It's not evidence that any of this is for real, right? (laughs) No, but it, 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 I guess it helps. It's something to, I think it's something to play with. Uh, So I think we could use it to frame the next experiment, not going in and saying, oh yeah, this book has got all the secrets because that is a bullshit way to approach anything. But um, to say, you know, let's use this to frame some, the new experiment to to try some new exercises and see if there, we can produce any evidence that this is legitimate that maybe help us understand what we explored before. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, let's see if we can make arrangements then. I, I want to see who wants to keep doing this thing with us. And um, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be everybody. I think some folks had a good experience and some folks had a not great experience. <laughs> Um, everybody's okay right I mean I think we should say that if I'm going to end up posting this we should make a note that everybody is fine yeah ethically we're okay everybody (laughs) is fine yeah and uh, everybody is well aware that this was uh, of their their own consent and all but uh, I we just have to figure out who wants to do phase two and uh, I guess get started cool all right Uh, so you're going to reach out then to see who is yeah let's just we'll set up a meeting and um yeah, I'll run the meeting, but if you could just make that first point of contact. Are we trying to change the format? Like, are we going to have coaches again, or are you thinking it's like super limited group? Uh, I, let's see how many are interested. I, I do think the coach thing, that like we did that, um, but now everybody's experienced and everybody's sort of explored this thing together. So I think we can all go at it as equals this time. Cool. So that's it for now. As we speak, we're getting started on the next season. If you enjoyed the show, share it with a couple friends, write us a review, and connect with us on Instagram. If you can't wait for more Dark Pool, stop by our website and visit our research page where you can get access to the Vioca Archive and the Society for Unexplained Auditory Phenomena and other sources for our work this season. Darkpoolproject.com. You say that. You can just say it now. www.darkpoolproject.com. I'll edit it together www.darkpoolproject.com